Yeah, y'all liking that, huh? Yeah, that's all you got all into that. Yeah, you all amaze me every uh, year. Early, I say we can only have we gonna have one service, and then the first one was so packed you couldn't get to probably find a place, and then this one is like normal, so we're good. One of the things that we must understand that there's some things you go through to get to where God wants you to be. Well. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? So you have to go through some things sometimes for God to give you a wake-up call. And some of that suffering that, uh, that you go through is like a place what we called Garden of Gethsemane in the first message. And in that first message, we talk about a place, Garden of Gethsemane, and that place was uh, where, we'll do Garden of Gethsemane. There's a place where every human being will wind up going. It's not the same message, but you need to hear what I'm saying. Sooner or later, you're going to get introduced to this place. And some of those things you get introduced to this place, and you go through those things because God's got a greater plan for you after you go through it. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? And so the Garden of Gethsemane is where Jesus Christ went, and you've seen the stories, <clears throat> and he prayed. He went to pray, of course, he had some disciples with him, and, and they'd done some pretty good stuff. They were kind of doing a little bit of stuff and, and dealing with what they had to deal with. And they fell asleep and all this. But the issue is he had to get out of his human to get into his spirit because his spirit knew what he was called to do. Now, let me tell you, every one of y'all need to listen to me. Every, listen, if you were in a recovery class, you learn sometimes that you have to minister through your pain. All right? And when you become a minister uh, or a leader of any kind, your pain will be the thing that will, give you, will motivate you to be a greater person than you are, right? Because you don't want to go back there again. Now, has anybody ever fell in, into something that they, may, they would discourage them and made them feel bad about it? Then what you need to tell yourself, I don't want to feel like this again. So, well, you're going to have to struggle and go through some things to get through there. So Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Gethsemane is? Gethsemane that he's talking about is from Matthew 26 and verse 36, and it is the urban garden at the foot of the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. But it was the scene of agony and the betrayal and of so, Jesus. So Jesus was going to go through this. He had to go through the Garden of Gethsemane be, to, to go through this agony and betrayal for two reasons. For some reason, it's to show us what we have to go through. Mm -hmm. so, so some of you sitting here today, and you're right here today, and you've been through some things. You may be going through some things, but you've got to understand that sometimes the pain and the things you're going through is going to lead you to a path of success. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Now, some people get stuck on that road. But, Je but if you hear Jesus calling you, you won't get stuck or lost, right? Because we need to be renewed in our spirit. He renews our spirit. And sometimes you're, to re get your spirit renewed, you got, to deal, you got to go through something. And some of you sit in here right now, you may, I'm just use this as a parable, say parable. parable. You may be going through being lonely right now. Well, that's a place where God wants you to be right now. He's wanting you to suffer that loneliness, but there's a victory after you get through that period of suffering. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, and I won't, we won't use the word. He was betrayed. He was sorrowful. He was troubled. And that's a part of life. Sometimes you're going to go through some trouble. Sometimes you're going to go through some sorrow. But at the whole, and, and, and it'll hit you to a point that you will read uh, 39, verse 39. You will get to this point in your life, all right? And I'm going to read it from the voice where it said that he walked a little farther and finally fell prostrate and prayed, 
which means fell to his face. Mm -hmm. He says, Father, this is the last thing I want. If there is any way, please take this bitter cup from me. And so what Jesus is saying, this is the last thing I want to do, but please take this bitter cup from me. Now, he's in, the, he's in the flesh now. So when you're in the flesh, the only thing you can think about is the suffering and the pain that you're going to go through or that you are in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is everybody getting where I'm coming from here? And so here Jesus is telling us here that this is something I really don't want to deal with. Because, see, in his spirit, he actually knew what he was going, what the victory was going to be. But the problem of it is you can know what the victory is going to be, but the pain at the time and the suffering at the time can drown out. And you start listening to things in your head. Well, here we go. All right. But he said, not my will, but yours be so, done. So he had to get to the point that, that he was able to see that it was not his will, but God's will to be done. Now, let me tell you some of you in here. Some of you in here have a calling. All right. Some of you have a calling. Everybody has one calling, and that is to be a disciple of Christ. Do you understand that? But some of you have a calling greater than that. But here, see, we live under what? God's calling, God's plan, God's direction. All right, God's guidance. And so what we have to do is sometimes go through something to get to something. Do you understand? We have to go through something to get to something. Now, it is a shame that some people have to go through certain things, and we feel bad about those people going through those things. But because those people have went through those things, they are empowered to educate us how to go through. Somebody's got to show us how to suffer. Well. You understand what I'm saying? Because everybody's not going to get healed. Some people are going to, see, some of, you, some of you have never been through anything because you're looking at me strange. Well, you keep living, you'll understand what I'm talking about, all right? So you, see, we glad that the, somebody had a heart attack once, years and years ago, and so it encouraged doctors to figure out what they could do, right? But somebody else had to have a heart. Doctor didn't have it. You see, I, somebody had cancer, and they got people... Uh, 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 looking for medications and things to cure cancer. Isn't that right? Now, this is tough, but if somebody's been abused, and so they, they have counselors, come on here, they have counselors that are able to help them to get through that. That's right. Some people have been molested and all different kinds of things that go on in life. But somebody who has went through that and has gained a victory in that, they are able to teach us how to get through our pain and our situation so we don't get stuck. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so sometimes, look at me, everybody look at me, sometimes where you are at, that is your chosen place to be because God's got a greater plan for you further on down the road. That's right. In, uh, in the old Baptist church, they used to say, we'll understand it all. By and by. So sometimes it's the by and by. And you have to be looking forward for that because where you at is going to release you into God's glory. Do you understand? And God's glory is when you testify about how he has given you the victory through whatever that pain you're dealing with, right? Is anybody understanding what I'm talking about? And so Jesus was born for this reason. And see, see, I think it was Ruth or Naomi, I don't know which one it said it, said, I was born for such a time as he. Who was that? Somebody tell me. I was born for such a time as he. Well, see, uh, Esther, all right, thank you. She was, she was born for such a time as these. Well, see, look where I'm at here. Where I'm at here, with all the things I went through, I was born for this place right here. God, I didn't know I was born for this pulpit. 
I didn't understand that. God knew I was born for this pulpit. So everything that I went through, all of this, didn't want to do, blah, blah, blah. Well, God said, no, son, you born for this, right? We then, and a few weeks ago, or months ago, what it was, Brother Nathan came up here and gave his testimony. Well, he gave it before and then gave his testimony. And at the time that he was going through what he was going through, it was a very painful and dark thing that he was going through. But how many people has God delivered from his pain? Well... So God takes your pain and turns it into somebody else's gain. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Right. So, so, we, so even though we're going to suffer, we're going to suffer. But the Bible says if I suffer with him, I reign with him. Even though we're going to suffer sometimes, we, 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 if you really want to get through, and some of you in here know what I'm talking about, you're going through, you're stuck. You're going through something right now. You need to turn that thing around and get down on your knees and be like Jesus. Jesus said, I don't want to drink it, but I have no choice but to drink it. I'm going to drink this cup, and once you get through drinking that cup, then you'll get your purpose. And your purpose, and God will give you a plan, and he'll guide you so that you can be greater. So let me tell you something. Satan can make you small, but God takes that that Satan made you small, and he'll make you tall. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. But you have to understand that. So we got to understand that Jesus suffered, but he was born for that. He was born to go through that. And, and I, I'm going to say it again. Some people are chosen and blessed to be so blessed to go through something for Christ. At the time, they don't know that Christ is going to get in. Now, Christ didn't put the sin in them, and he didn't put the sin on them, but he's going to turn that thing around. Let me tell you, can't no demon in hell stop you from uh, being who Christ would ask you to be or has chosen you to be lest you walk away from it. Well, Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, and we look at Matthews 1 and 21, we want to find out what Jesus, now let me tell you, how many people would like to be powerful in here? Well, you, you, you can be powerful in here because you have a powerful God. Now, Jesus Christ could have never been who he is today to us if he hadn't have drank that bitter cup. Do you understand where I'm coming from? All right, here we go. Reading from the voice, it says that she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus. So, so uh, this is what the angel told me. There's going to be a son, and name him Jesus, all right? All right, now I'm talking on the physical plane, and, and excuse me, on our earth plane and not the spiritual realm right now. Some of you don't know who your child is. You see, you don't know who your child is. Kind of say, say, give me more, Pastor. You don't know who your grandchild is. You see, some of you don't even know who you are, but see, the thing that I'm talking about, you see, he's going to have a son named Jesus. Now, listen to me. We are here to do the finished work of Christ. Now, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about healing and counseling and all those things. Is that right or is that not right? Well, some of you all ought to know that uh, 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 you are Jesus. You ain't the Christ, but you Jesus. You, you see what I'm talking about? It's the two different, Jesus was the human man. The Christ was the, you know, the Savior. All right. So here we talk about that. So some, some of you need to look at me and hear what I'm saying. You need to find a Jesus in you. Mm. You see, because Satan don't want you to find a Jesus in you. Because then you start walking as Christ, talking as Christ, thinking as Christ. And you allow the spirit of Christ to come in you and you start doing great things. Mm. Yeah, because all, come on here with me, right? Jesus doesn't have to come down here and preach. Ask me why. He got preachers. He ain't got to come down here and sing. Why? He got singers, right? So we understand that. And some of you, uh, uh, we listened to Sister Kim sing. Well, she may not, her parents may not have knew. Nobody might have not knew. She was going to have this kind of voice to sing. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? But he knew. He knew. God knew all the time. Said before she was in the womb of him, this one's going to sing for me. Are y'all with me? Uh, this one's going to, uh, Isaac's going to do this. The praise team's going to do this. Kyle's going to, he had no, Kyle didn't know how to reason. I'm trying to get you all to understand. You need to look and find the Jesus in you. That's right. That's right. You see, because some of you are born to do greater things than you're doing. And some of you are born to birth somebody that's going to do something great. Well. Uh, all right. Go ahead. And Jesus, which means the Lord saves. Now, now Jesus, the Christ, it means the Lord delivered. Uh, the Lord, I don't know who I'm at. Mine says deliver. Okay, go ahead. Again, the name Jesus, which means the Lord saves, mm -hmm. because this Jesus is the person who will save all of his people from sin. Now, Jesus Christ is going to come. He was born, so he's going to save how many people? How many? All. And ain't nothing on the other side of? All. So he come to save all people, right? But he had to go through something to be get, he was going to be Jesus walking. He wasn't going to be Jesus the Christ till he got on that cross. That's right. He's going to be Jesus until he drank that, drank that bitter cup. That's right. When he drank that bitter cup, then he became Jesus the Christ. And then because he was Jesus the Christ, he was healing people. Jesus was healing people, wasn't he? He was saving folks. Uh, uh, he was doing all that, but folks didn't get saved until he went to Calvary. That's right. Uh, uh, isn't that right? So here we go. And Jesus is a deliverer. He's a deliverer. Safety. So somebody in here today, you may, you, you see God. See, sometimes you need to pray out, be honest. Lord, I need delivered. I told Sister Gwen something. These people going, folks is going, trying to find a church here, going there, the preacher here, and this and that. No, you need deliverance. That's right. Yeah, what happened to the cross? What happened to us believing in the cross? There's safety in the cross. There's salvation in the cross. Yes, your Savior went to the cross, and when he went to the cross, he became your helper. Teach. There's prosperity there. Teach. It's Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Mary, according to the present day, Christian belief is the savior of mankind. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for it is he that shall save his people from all sin. Teach. Are you with what I'm talking about? Why are you still there? You know what I'd like to do sometime? I ain't going to do it, so don't leave church, okay? Do you know what I'd like to do sometime? I'd like to ask some of you, where's your savior? Well. Why are you stuck in sin? And let me tell you, one of the greatest sins there is, is to deny the power of grace in your life. Are you with me? Do you know what that means? Deny the power of grace. That means that I can't do no better than this. Come on. That I got to waddle in my, I got to be a victim. Christ, you ain't no victim in Christ Jesus. Are you crazy? Teach. You can't be a victim in Christ Jesus. I'm free and free indeed in Christ Jesus. Some people want to be a victim because it's a comfort zone for them. And so they stay there and so they stay a victim all their life. But here's the key to it is no man's sin can hold me down, not even my own, if I accept Jesus Christ as the Christ. That's right. That's right. That's just period. Okay. I got excited. Where am I at? Matthew chapter 28, right, verse and, 16. And see, and then so, so here's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be doing something. You know, let me tell you something. You want to feel better about yourself? Help somebody else. That's right. When you're going through pain, let that pain be somebody else's gain. Come on here. I like that. That's good. I should be a writer maybe. But anyway, let that pain be somebody else's gain. So you're sitting there and some of you going through something, you're nursing your pain. And so your pain is still inside you. But what you need to do is let Jesus Christ deliver you from that pain. And that pain will be somebody else's gain because you will be able to direct somebody else who's been through that situation, circumstance. You had to say, I know what freedom is. That's right. I know what freedom is. 
Freedom's in Christ Jesus. We glad that some people in here are in recovery. We glad that Brother DJ gets up here and talk about he's in, in recovery because we're all in recovery because ain't none of us fixed. But we glad that somebody can show us the path out of there. there. We've been walking in the darkness too long. We need a light. Well, that light, the Bible says, let your light shine that men might see. Right. Now, I'm going to do it, men, men, ladies, and let your light shine that women might see. There's a woman walking in darkness now. She's gone through some situation. Maybe she's been molested. Maybe she's been raped. Maybe she's been abused. Maybe she's been used. But she needs somebody that's been through that that's going to be a light for her to help her out of that dark path. Do you understand what I'm talking about That That's why Jesus has commissioned us to do. It's called the Great Commission. We, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be testifying, witnessing of the power of Christ in our lives and how we got through. We, we want somebody to get up and say, I wasn't a good husband. But God, since, since I met God, I've changed my way. My wife and my children have become first. You see what I'm saying? Or vice versa, wife and, and mother. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? How can you sit around and tell you that you're a child of God, modeling the same mud hole that you've been in? That don't make no sense to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Again, this scripture is called the Great Commission. And a commission is a command or duty that is given. It is my command and my duty to tell people of the power of Christ and the deliverance of Christ in my life. And let me tell you, to do that, you've got to talk about the dark side. That's right. You've got to talk about the dark side. All right. I ain't always been this guy. There's a dark side. Yes. All right. It's also a mission or undertaking. All right. And the undertaking is that I am willing now with my life and my deliverance from, and, and my salvation to undertake, yes, to undertake the, the commission of being a witness and a testimony of the power of Christ and the deliverance of Christ of what he's done in my life. Well, That's what the whole thing's all about. You see, see, see everybody, Jesus don't, we've been resurrecting Jesus so much I'm getting, he tired of it. Yeah, that was two thousand. He gone. You know what he asked? What he wants me to ask you all? He said, "I'm good. I'm at the right hand with the Father." Pastor asked him how many of them need to be resurrected in their life. Who's walking around dead? That means separated from God. That means living in sin. It's time for some of us to get resurrected. Well, I done done that. It's time for some people to get resurrected in their life. That's what he died for. You see, somebody else says, "Happy Resurrection Day." What do you mean? God has resurrected me. I once was dead and now I'm alive. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. It says in verse 16 that the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubt. And that's the problem of it is. We got church here and we're having a good time in here. And I'm giving you a message that's the truth living here. But some people still going to doubt. Well, some of us can't doubt him. Because we know who's we, who we were. We know who we were. We can't doubt him because we know about deliverance. You see, we, we weren't ashamed to say where we came from. We, we got down on the, our, we got, see, sometimes I get down when I'm praying. I do this. I plead for God's mercy and ask him to shower me with his grace and give me the ear of grace. Because when I speak to him, he speaks back to me and I feel good about myself because of what he's done for me. And sometimes I need to tell somebody. Do you understand? All right. He said, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, so Jesus said, well, listen to it. Didn't I just get through telling you? He, if he didn't drink the cup, he was powerless. 
But when he drunk the cup, after he got through drinking that cup, he said, all authority in heaven and earth and the power with it is given to me. And that's what you can have today. You can have that today because of what he wants to Sometimes get, he knocks us down to get us up. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. All right. Here we go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So he's telling us to go to make disciples of all nations. That's incredible. He's saying, and today we call them zip codes. So we can go make people the size bowls in any zip code, in any country. It doesn't matter what your ethnic group is. God wants you today. You see, the reason that the churches are shrinking is because the people are shrinking. And we're shrinking the message of Christ. We want to broaden the message of Christ. You know what you're supposed to be? You're Christians in here, ain't you? Then you're supposed to be a disciple of Christ. That's right. You're supposed to be a disciple of Christ. All right? He says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and that's what we're going to do. We do that here. We baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what we're supposed to do. And we do that. And someone needs that. Or he wouldn't have me talking it. Talking about I'm shame. Satan's talking to you, telling you that I don't want to join church and come up. People are looking at me. Well, folks been looking at you all this time. Why is it bothering you now? You see? Well, so, you know, my mother used to say when I thought I was all dressed up, she said, you think you're looking good and you're looking curious. Well, yeah, folks been looking at you forever. Who you care? It's about salvation today. It's about getting your life right today. That's right. All right? He says, I'm teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And so we've got to teach them everything that he's commanded us. If you don't know, what is nothing from nothing? Nothing. That's why you go to Bible study, you go to Sunday school, and you go to church, and you read your scriptures. So you have something to give. That's right. You see? God ain't gave me nothing for me to keep. Amen. Everything God's given me is to give. That's right. Do you know, you know how great I am in here? I'm great. But guess what that makes me? The Bible says he who's great among you is a servant. So if you want to get up here, you better be ready to serve. That's right. Down here. That's right. Do you understand me? Yeah. All right. He says, and surely I am with you always. And he says he's going to be, how much? Always. God, God is with me always. always. He walks with me in, always. All right. He says to the very end of age. To when? The very he's end. He's still here. He's still here. God is still here with us today. And he'll be with us to the very end. And I'm grateful for that. Amen. All right. Turn to Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 11, through 11. Verse 9 says, Therefore God exalted him. And exalted is to elevate a person with joy or confidence. And, and he wants to elevate you. God wants to elevate us. Same way he did Christ. Not in the same way. He wants to get up. You all say to me sometimes, I'll say, come on up here with me. Come on up here with me. That means get in the spirit realm. That means think spiritually. That's right. Why? He wants, to, he wants to exalt us just like he exalted Christ. Okay? And it says again, to elevate a person with joy or confidence, I like this, to a high or powerful level. Do, do you have right now the confidence in Jesus? How many people here have the confidence in Jesus Christ? Amen. Then why don't you have it in yourself? How can you have the confidence in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is in you and you don't have it in yourself? It's called holy boldness. 
And see, and when you get there, people make fun of you, and they'll say things about you, Brother Isaac, like, you think you all that, and you think you this, and you think you that. And I want to tell them, you ain't got enough words to say how great I am in Christ. That's right. That's right. Same way with you. Get to know, young women, get to know who you are in Christ. Once you know who you are in Christ, you won't be getting in that secondary place. I'm trying to go. <laughs> That's right. It's the truth anyhow. <laughs> Exalted is also to magnify and praise mm -hmm. or the state of greatness or dignity. And that's what Christ was. And I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is all scripture. Then that's got to be me. In him. Him in me. That's right. Jesus says, I'm in the Father. You in me. If you abide in me. Here you go. All right. Again, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And he's got a name, went through that stuff and drunk that cup, got a name above every name. Guess what? And he said, gave me, I don't know what y'all take it, and gave me the power of attorney to use his name. That's so right. he gives me the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Demons trivial at the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's right. Because he's been exalted so high and I can use his name, Satan got to flee. And their problem with some of you in here, you play too much with him. This is real. This ain't no church. This is, this, this is real. This is real stuff here. That's right. Yeah, Satan ought to be scared of you. That's right. He ought, yeah, he ought to be scared of you. Because he ought to know you're going to throw the name of Jesus Christ. You know what old folks say? I'm going to thump your head if you don't get that right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, Satan ought to see you. Here comes Johnny. He'll thump my head. Let me get up out of here. Because right. he's he going to use the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that name's got more power and authority on heaven and earth than any other name. That's right. All right. It says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow mm -hmm. in heaven and on earth. And, and nothing can earth. stand up to the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nothing can stand up. And you got the power of eternity to use that name. That's right. It says in heaven and on earth mm -hmm. and under the earth. All right. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, so do you today acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord? God, that's all it takes. My life, Jesus Christ is Lord. That's right. He's Lord of my life. You can't control my life. My past can't control my life. I can't even hear it. I can only hear Jesus Christ telling me, you're saved, Johnny. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. You have the power of eternity to use my name. Go down there and cast out demons. Get them demons out your house. Break family curses in my name. That's right. All right. Now the message says it this way. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything Ever. And you're following him. Because of his name, God lifted him in, and you're following him. That's incredible. I'm following Jesus. Following Jesus. You following him? You ought to think about that. Okay. Scripture says, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow and worship before this Jesus Christ. And he's, I'm a dead folk. Going to come, you can't worship me dead. 
He's saying he's got so much power that dead folks are going to come alive just to worship him. Wow. That's who Jesus is. But he had to drink that cup first to get there. He had to drink that cup first to get there. All right. And finally, it says, and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. Who's the master of your life? Your past? Who's the master of yours? You need to think about what I'm saying. Who's, it, whatever, who brought pain on you? If that pain's still there, they master in your life. Let me get over here. If whatever you at and whoever you give an authority to cause you pain and shame, they master in your life. That's just the way it is. And some of you are scared of it. You'd rather deal with the pain than get the spiritual operation and be spiritually medicated because you're living in pain so much it's the norm. If you want to be saved and you want that pain to go, try this. It works. Try this. This works. And then you'll be pain-free, blame-free, shame-free in Jesus Christ. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. Give God a hand clap. All right. 